0: Crack open a cold one on the holiday because uh, Gators fans are in for a bit of a ride. We'll talk about it only here on Locked on Gators. You are Locked on Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at LinkedIn.com/slash. Locked On College, Terms and Conditions Apply. Happy Monday! Happy 4th of July, I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon, written work with Whole9Sports and Side.com. I'm back from vacation, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, Right now, though, I'm going to be joined by John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Locked On's Recruiting Insider. Joining me now on Locked On Gators is John Garcia, Sports Illustrated's Director of Football Recruiting and Locked On's Recruiting Insider. And I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash on College. Terms and conditions apply. And now that uh, it's, it's been a little bit, I was I was gone for two weeks on vacation and some things happened, uh, namely Arch Manning committed to Texas and Jaden Rashida committed to Miami. Uh, and that's kind of first off, just just how does Florida bounce back from that?
1: Well, look, this is this is big boy recruiting. I mean, I think everybody understands that you have to have a recruiting board and those dominoes are going to fall when they fall and you've got to be ready to replace them uh, if it doesn't go your way. Uh, and that's certainly at the quarterback position where Florida is right now. So, you know, there were other uh, prospects that they had their eye on. A couple of them uh, could still be available later in this cycle, but, but surely it, it would be naive to, to admit that anything other than a miss here is what happened it hit harder because you know a, a couple days prior seven days prior it looked like florida was the a the top threat then he pushes the decision back and miami gets that final official visit and, and really even before he was done with the trip we had confirmed hey this is now a sunshine state battle um with, with florida and miami being the top two and then obviously miami wins out there in the end uh so you know tough situation for the gators but it's a great year of quarterback. I mean, we just saw it. We're out here in L.A. at the Elite 11 Finals. There's a lot of great quarterbacks in the region, by the way, uh, that are worth keeping an eye on for the Gators. You know, a couple of committed quarterbacks are still keeping the door open, and then some haven't committed yet. You know, I know Brock Glenn uh, had been in town uh, at one point. He looked good out here, finished in the top ten for us at Sports Illustrated. Uh, and then you wonder, with, with some of the committed ones who have taken visits, like, like a Chris Parson, Who's already visited Mississippi State? He's already visited SMU, despite being committed to Florida State. You know, he becomes uh, a little bit more interesting as other schools look to potentially get him on campus. You wonder if the Gators uh, can get some traction there or if they're interested there. Uh, and there's a couple other quarterbacks that are committed, continuing to take visits. So I do think there is some room here uh, to move forward. But yeah, it looks like as more time goes on, it's going to have to be flipping a quarterback as opposed to winning the recruitment. Uh, on the front end, uh, a little harder to do. Uh, but again, if if you're at Florida, you're in the sec, that's part of the game. You've got to play the flip game on, on both sides. And I think at quarterback, obviously it's harder, uh, but there's still time here to to get this done before the season begins. Cause that's really the window for when quarterbacks want to come off the board.
0: Yeah. And how kind of difficult could it be for Florida to add any quarterbacks at this point? Cause we saw Arch, of course, didn't even end up taking the visit Jaden went to Miami Uh, How difficult could it be for Florida to kind of nail these quarterback recruits in without someone on staff that's really an established quarterback developer? Like we don't have someone where you go, well, we, we don't have Jimbo where it's like, well, I get quarterbacks into the NFL. So how difficult is that for Florida?
1: I think it's extremely difficult, especially because we're in the middle of a dead period right now. So even if you are interested and, and the kid is interested, it's not like he could jet over to Gainesville and, and really start to build that relationship in person. So I do think the timing of all of this is going to be critical for Billy Napier and company to cast the, the right net here going forward. I do think that the dead period allows you time to sit back and evaluate, maybe go back to the 2021 tape and then update those evaluations with, uh, with the 2022 offseason that we're in the middle of right now where these kids have been all over the circuit, camps, combine, seven on seven, spring football a couple months back as well, and, and try to identify those guys who are trending up the right way. Again, I, I said it out here, you know, 17 of these 20 quarterbacks were committed, but three or four are considering potentially taking visits here going forward. So you jump into that pool and, and you kind of see Where the interest is reciprocated and if it's not you also have to have the self-awareness to move on from a prospect but there's no doubt that it's it's pretty much crunch time for uf quarterback recruiting right now so other moves can and probably will be made in short order
0: as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business linkedin jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team linkedin jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free if you've never used linkedin jobs before I highly recommend it. I've been on the receiving end of it, and that's how I got my last job before I joined Locked On. I had a great time there with simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidate you want to talk to Faster. And did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. That's LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. And now, just flipping over to the rest of the uh, mayhem that was the past two weeks for Florida football uh, the public perception and the, the national perception is. Florida is getting absolutely—I I know the Twitter phrase—is getting stuffed in a locker uh, on the recruiting trail right now. But in reality, you know, within a week, Florida added four four-star players, including one flip because Isaiah Nixon was a Central Florida commit, Sharif Denson, Jacksonville, and uh, Gavin Hall. Now they're also in on more players than that previously. Like we wouldn't have had a visit even coming from Florida, so. What kind of goes into recruiting in terms of how the public perception, the national perception is Florida's floundering and to what's actually happening.
1: Yeah. I, I think that whole Florida floundering thing just had to do mainly with Rashada. Uh, I think that was more of an isolated case. Everyone knows, look, you got to get a quarterback in this class and there was so much traction 2 visits in 10 days, including an official before that early commitment date of June 18th. So at that point there was such an expectation that Florida was probably going to solve you know the, the biggest question mark of the entire offseason so then when that doesn't happen it almost doesn't matter what else happens right it, you can get a Sharif Denson who a lot of people thought A&M had traction for you can go flip a UCF commitment who's very good by the way uh you could bring in a local blue chip recruit like a Gavin Hall but again if it's not the quarterback it's just it's just this kind of thing that's it's unsatisfied almost uh and and that's not true. Uh, the perception says that, but but it's not always the reality. And I think that's a good reminder for, for Gators fans at this point. The defensive recruiting looks good. I think even with the targets that have yet to make decisions and here going forward, you feel better about the defensive targets in general, right? I mean, the Osceola trio that's coming off the board in July, you're going to factor in for them extremely heavily. Uh, obviously, Carmonte McLean is still out there. I mean, there's a lot of defensive traction potentially ahead for UF. Uh, it's more about that quarterback position though, when you talk about perception. So I think answering some of those questions will start to reverse that uh, to a degree, but overall uh, things are looking pretty solid for the Gators heading into July, where it's going to be really busy. A lot of kids are coming off the board kind of all over the field. Uh, So you wonder, you know, where Florida will will pick up some nice perceptional wins on the trail in the process.
0: And the next big thing with Florida recruiting recently has been, uh, NIL, you know, Florida, we were one of the first ones to open up the Gator Collective with that being one of the first, of course, uh, uh, collectives, obviously where people can help Florida be contenders and competitors in the NIL space. Then so far, Florida has fallen quite behind compared to other schools. And then now things are getting messy with the lawyers just, Getting into uh, uh, Twitter beefs over here and and maybe admitting recruiting violations somewhere along the way. Uh, So what what can Florida kind of do to keep up in this NIL space?
1: Just kind of stay honest and keep their head to the ground. Obviously, you know, the NIL stuff with Rashada was a mess. I think there's really no other way to put it. Uh, Nobody benefits from, from anything like that. Uh, and we saw Jaden out here. I mean, the, the stress he had he, that he was carrying day one, you, you could feel it. You could see it in his body language. And and that's and that's not fair to him. Of course, they've denied uh, any involvement uh, in that regard. So I just think there was a lot of irresponsibility on, on all sides, whether it's the, the folks who were quoted or the folks doing the quoting uh, who, who do take some of this responsibility in my mind, uh, just kind of a mess. But again, you go back to perception, right? That's what you talked about earlier. Perception gets affected by that, especially, I mean, my gosh, if you're on social media as a Gator fan, you're getting, it's like you're getting attacked right now. Uh, so that that stuff will all die down. And I do think overall the Gator Collective's longstanding group, uh, you know, tenure will start to correct itself uh, after this kind of damage control phase uh, is behind them, which I do think comes sooner rather than later. So I, I do think that Florida is going to be able uh, to, to hang with the big boys in this conversation. We just saw I believe on Thursday, uh, a reinvestment into uh, the football funding department. So it's kind of, you know, rolling up in, in all angles right now in Gainesville. So it's just a matter of securing all those funds and getting those implemented and organized. And then you move forward with, with kind of a, no pun intended, a collective approach uh, to doing it the right way. But I think that's the key for everyone right now. There's There's a whole lot of conversation about, um, the negatives of NIL, especially as it pertains to recruiting. So I just think, uh, keeping your head above water at this moment is probably as critical as anything else. And I just, out of
0: curiosity, I'm not even sure if you would know this, but I figured I'd throw it out there, uh, cause it just came to my head. But do you know what the, uh, punishment would be if the Rashada claims were true and strictly in terms of Florida's side of things? I'm
1: not so sure. You know, uh, I think when you talk about what the NCAA is going to do relative to one school versus the next, it could be a, a totally different punishment, even if, if the case is similar and has precedent otherwise. So I do think that, you know, trusting the NCAA in any way, shape or form when it regards to punishment or timing that's like their two weakest, you know, <laughs> elements going forward. So, yeah, I, I mean, there, there's elsewhere in the SEC, uh, you're seeing a lot going into the weekend as well about this at, at a certain school and college station. So I don't expect a whole lot of resolution one way or the other uh, with these claims, especially because, uh, again, uh, whether the, the journalism was responsible or not remains to be seen. But it was, it was a one-source story. Uh, so it was really... Uh, not vetted well uh, or corroborated uh, otherwise and i do think that kind of keeps everything neutral before it it, it becomes a, a bigger issue so unless other folks start to step forward it, it's it's pretty hard to peg everything from one person's opinion uh, especially when it sounds like there was an agenda at play there which i think is is fair to say think the
0: florida gators will win seven games this season six games this season Right now on Bet Online, the Gators' win total is set at six and a half. So, think it's going to be a good year? Bet the over. Think it's going to be a bad year? Bet the under. Simple as that. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. I've been using Bet Online for years now. We're coming up on six years now, actually. It's been a long time. We've been to, we've been in this for a long time together, and it's got so much—not just football, not just basketball, baseball, not even just sports. You can bet on reality TV. Award shows, um, politics. Th- I mean, the stock market. You could bet on, which just bet that's going to go down. That's all you got to do. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And now to wrap up today's show, we're talking a bit more about uh, specifics. Here And that is that there is one big offensive lineman that we, that we love here. And uh, he, he is announcing his commitment. This is coming out Monday. We're recording Friday. So he's committing today, essentially, for when you're listening to this. But uh, Francis Maligo, IMG Academy, what is the latest on him from your
1: from? This is one of the most intriguing decisions of, of the entire cycle. I think all four of these programs at one point recently – have felt good. And that's just not something you see with a, a major high profile recruit like Maui Go who's, you know, arguably the number one offensive lineman in the entire country. I think coming into the new year, USC and Oregon were kind of the two that that felt best, but as these new staffs got settled in the sunshine state, obviously, you know, Miami, Florida, and then Tennessee uh, up in the SEC East as well, they got him on campus and then the perception started to change a little bit. And now there's confidence coming from, from kind of the new group of, of the Maui Goa suitors. Uh, so I do think that this one's fascinating. There's no clear front runner. I, I've seen buzz from Miami in the last week, Tennessee's the, the last phone call I got on this kid. So th- this thing has really pushed in, in different directions. Obviously is at IMG Academy where Florida has made up some ground here lately, which is, uh, certainly, a relief uh, for that UF fan base. But yeah, I mean, he's he's liking what he's seeing in Gainesville as well. He's taken, I believe, two or three trips this year uh, up there alone. Obviously, the closest school there to, to IMG Academy. So uh, again, at different points this year already, we've seen uh, Francis kind of lean in uh, to, to one of these programs. Uh, at the very beginning of this, I was told, "Hey, going to be tough to beat USC here." You know, he knows those coaches best because all of them were recruiting him at their other schools, and then they all came to USC uh, with Lincoln Riley. So I I do think that, you know, that West Coast hometown or home feel option will resonate with Maui Goa. But all the recent buzz I'm hearing, Brandon, is is more with these three schools uh, down here, Miami, Florida, and Tennessee. So it looks like he's going to stay in that IMG Academy footprint um, unless he wants to go back home. So other than Oregon, I really haven't, heard any school fading in this conversation tangibly. So I do think that uh, it makes it a fascinating decision to track and uh, it's probably going to leave a a few coaches uh, surprised uh, when he comes off the board on Monday. So I'll definitely be tuned in and and it'll set off a big domino at that position and and allow every other school to regroup soon after.
0: Anyone but Miami. That's that's where I'm (laughs) just anyone but Miami. Uh, And then now flipping to the defensive side, you know, Florida in the past week or so, uh, they missed out on Grayson Pop Power. They missed out on Samuel Mosigo, And I mean, it's starting to look a little thin at linebacker for Florida here. And so, who are some of the better linebackers still reasonably even available for Florida?
1: Well, certainly Malik Bryan is is the beginning of that conversation, right? Uh, Obviously coming off the board uh, July 23rd. So we're getting into into the crunch time hours there. Uh, And kind of like Maui Goa, this thing has shifted, right? Florida has been the constant. I think Alabama became kind of the top contender uh, to Florida. But but since then, both Miami and USC have grown in their own confidence uh, for him. So I do think that his decision will be uh, quite fascinating. he's He's got as much versatility as any linebacker that that we'll talk about today, uh, whether he's a pass rusher or or an off ball backer like we saw last year uh, at IMG Academy to bring it back to that school, although he's he's since left. Uh, so that one, I think, especially with the the true Central Florida ties, that one might mean the most for the gators but there's certainly some other prospects out there i I, I would be curious to see if florida starts to ramp up interest in lewis carter at tampa catholic another versatile linebacker who's more of a linebacker safety hybrid uh, as opposed to a pass rusher hybrid. So, I do think that you're going to see some variance in, in the types of targets uh, that UF goes after uh, at the position. But it's also one of those, Brandon, where it's, the urgency isn't quite like it is at, at quarterback, right? I mean, th- there are some linebackers coming off the board, but that's one of those where you can play a little bit patient and see uh, who rises at the back end of this offseason and into their senior seasons. It's one that you don't have to press for at a given point you still certainly want bryant to pick the gators on the 23rd if you're uf but it is not the same sky as falling feeling as it is when when you know Jaden rashada picks miami over uf there in the end all right
0: and that's it for today we're gonna have you back next week or maybe later this week who even knows at this point we'll just figure it out but thanks for coming on john make sure to catch him with Sports Illustrated. He's the Director of Football Recruiting and Lockdown's Recruiting Insider, and find him on Twitter at John Garcia underscore JR. Thanks for having me, boss. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts, and we're back. We will be back tomorrow to talk more about recruiting and just what's going on with the Florida Gators program, but Thanks for sticking through my vacation. And, uh, you yeah, know, it, it's it's over now. I'm back home, and we're going to have some fun with it. Now make your second listen. Locked on SEC, Chris Gordy of Sports 790, does a fantastic job of covering every SEC school, including your Florida Gators. For Locked on Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole9Sports, that is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports, and GiantsCountryofSI.com, and I will see you all tomorrow.